long time ago in the early 90s, there was a guy called Arsenio Hall. And he was a late night talk show host. And he said, you ever notice the things that make you say, hmm, it was a, it was a, I never would. Whatever happened to him? He was funny. Maybe I just thought he was funny when I was a 13-year-old boy. I, I, I don't know whatever happened to him. I'm sure you guys do. Don't tell me. All right. <clears throat> anyway, I was at the gym's uh, because I would like to get the girls uh, and met a buddy talking and all that. And then it, I was like, the gym. Oh, yeah. There was that thing about three months ago where girls were like filming and like, don't talk to me at the gym. Oh, my God. Like false flag operations so that Russia could invade. And then I, a friend of mine uh, who got uh, accused of uh, unwanted attention at work because he offered a girl, I think it was extra basketball tickets he had. Like legit, like, do you want some basketball? I don't, I don't need these. That was creepy. And then it harkened me back to Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I remember going to the University of Minnesota where like right off the bat, before you even like, hey, welcome to the University of Minnesota. There was like whatever the feminist group. Do you know that four and three women are uh, raisined every 30 seconds on campus? And I'm like, well, the math on that seems a little odd. And boy, there'd have to be a full time army of men who are professional raisinists. Look it up. You guys, what do you mean raises? We're talking YouTube. So we have to change the words. Then it. Then I pieced it together. I don't know why it took me so long to piece these four pieces of popcorn on a popcorn string in Christmas. But they go, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. The gym, college, and work. <clears throat> and you girls, from what I see, again, we who knows what lurks in the hearts of women. But it seemed to me you can't find no guy, economically unattractive men, it seems to me you poisoned three pretty critical and important wells where you would find quality men. I made the observation before. Uh, where I think, was it? It was Pete. That guy, Pete, you refused to invite the social gatherings. I got my coffee here, my Dunkin' Donuts. He pulled up some data that in the 60s or 70s, I think, it wasn't a majority. But... A sizable minority, like 20% of couples met their spouse at work. And I thought, what a great place to meet a reliable man. Like if you're going to do some screening, if there's going to be some selection bias, you would like him to be employed, right? Because you girls, you got the he better, the he better this, he better that, he better have the monies, he better, he better, he better. And one of the main complaints, you girls, and rightly so, because you vote Democrat and now there's all these welfare programs and uh, disability that men can live on. Oh, my goodness, a touch of the tism. Give me the money. You're complaining because men don't make money. Men don't have jobs. You know where a great place to meet employed guys were? The office. Your job. I understand if you didn't want creepy Joe, like, talking to I get it. But. Making it so that all, you think of what you did now, all the employed men, which you would find at work, <clears throat> all of them cannot ask you out. They can't. There's this lady called Anita Hill, goes back way back, speaking of the early 90s. And so now that well has been poisoned. 
Oh, sure. Well, okay, but that's all right. They'll ask us out at the bar. Well, bar culture's gone. That's done. <clears throat> but I, I was, that one I knew. I'm like, I don't know if you, do you really want the men who are employed to not ask you out? I thought they'd be a great place to meet people. Apparently not. I'm in the minority there. I'm wrong. These are not my companies. The companies have made the rules. Your girl said you didn't want. Okay, fine. Then there ain't going to be nothing. No office romances. None of that. Right off the bat, a significant percentage of marriages done. 20% or whatever. Maybe it was the high teens. It was significant. More than 10. All right. Well, then let us also think about the gyms uh, where I was uh, today's. Uh, well. Again, rightfully so, ladies, you're upset that the Zillennials, soy boy, Zoomer millennials who don't have driver's license and only 30, oh, I'm sorry, 38% don't have a hammer, can't fix their own house, can't fix their car. You have every right to be very upset with the quality and caliber of young men you have today who are weak and soy and skinny fat. But again, you voted for, you said you did tell them to be themselves though, right? You you did say, you'd say, right? You want an L, right? right? Okay. Just want to make sure. <clears throat> and whereas I'm not, not all women are guilty of this, but enough of you posted it on the interwebs. No doubt some of you actually filed complaints. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. There are probably some guys, creepy guys who have, who un, you gave you unwanted attention. Cappy's giving girls unwanted attention before. Right? Just depends on who you are. And people make mistakes. You say, no, we want it now. Maybe there's a policy at some gyms. But culturally speaking, now that is also a poison well. Now, you got rid of the guys with money and employment. Now you're maybe not getting rid of, but you certainly eliminated. Again, seems to me pretty fertile hunting grounds. You'd like a guy who's in shape, right? You, you would like to have sex, mate. We don't know about You're not going to the libraries to meet intellectuals. So you want a guy who's in shape, but the place you go to where the in-shape guys are, they also now can't ask you out. <laughs> and, you say, and a few bad apples, I'll admit, probably the majority of you girls would love to be asked out at the gym. Well, some few bad apples, you failed the police, you failed to regulate, you failed to counter-propagandize. When I, I got out, and like guys like, nah. And then I also wonder how many these poor gym managers have to go and babysit. Wonder how many just came up with policies. All right, so now you lost the money, you lost the physique, the two best wells. <clears throat> and then there's college. For whatever reason, you girls conflate education with intelligence and, and financial success. Where in education, that doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't, especially nowadays. I mean, pretty much 80% of degrees awarded are worthless. But you still require a guy have a college degree. Maybe, especially when you're younger, that's a good place to meet guys. Well, I don't know if you remember the UVA and the Amosokowitz and all the fake accusations of raisining. Um, I don't remember if you don't remember the Duke lacrosse case. And I don't know if you've paid attention, but... College is ground zero for what is nothing short of anti-male propaganda. They're the cause of the patriarchy and all these problems. And I also think that men are a little bit more mathematically minded and they look at it and they say, no, <clears throat> I'm not going to college. 
they actually paid attention to their millennial brothers and sisters, their older brothers and sisters. I'm not going to college. Look at them. They're begging for a student loan bail, and they still live at home at 32. But they have, even though they have a master's degree and whatever joke of a liberal arts degree people get their degrees in nowadays. <clears throat> but I do remember that. I do distinctly remember that when I was a young man, 1993. Right off the bat, I forgot if it was a flyer or what. Well, that's all we had in our day was flyers. We didn't have the interwebs. Like the some feminist organization, some house, some, uh, oh, what do they call it? Like if you were, um, uh, unfortunately violated. They had the program or the office that you could go to. And man, did they beat that into our heads that all of us were uh, raisinists. All of us were oppressors. Like there's, there's a raisinist behind every bush and none of you girls should trust any of these boys. And oh, there's a, a behind, every boy is a potential raisinist. Ask um, ask your Gen X counterparts and your parents how that that worked for the War of the Sea. How that made us come together, provide good families, loving parents, loving families, love couples who love each other. Uh, why can't, spouses? Thank you, spouses who love each other. Oh, four and three of you, huh? Well. The U.S. Army must be in on this then because I'm too busy going to school and working. <clears throat> so not to say that boys are not allowed to ask out girls, but that is an environment that is hostile. Definitely hostile. We could agree with that, right? You call one entire half of a population based on their plumbing that they're toxic and they have cardinal sin and institutions. And, you know, after a while, most of the boys ain't going to show up to that. So I wouldn't say that well is poison, but there's a lot less water in that well now. And there you could have found your your educated, your future doctors, your future accountants. Oh, wait, accountants. Oh, snores. I know. Oh, well, okay. So that's gone now too. All right, that's out. And then there was the church. <clears throat> I I I haven't been to church in quite some time, so I have to rely on my agents in the field. And whereas there are some traditional Orthodox churches and some traditional Orthodox religions, such as Islam, Judaism, and the actual Orthodox Church, modern-day American church, Western church, uh, Jesus is not there, God is not there. And in one hand, the reverends and the pastors you men got to get in here and all oh, you got to marry these girls. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> and then the very next Sunday, you're talking about how feminism is great. Men are oppressing women like you, you. Again, you kick Jesus out and you put Gloria Steinem in. And I don't know if you knew this a lot. of guys, And I have talked to some guys who do go. They want to go to church for sit down. Everyone got in the all you pastors and reverends got you sitting down pews. Okay, here, get ready to sit down in your pew. They go there for Christ. I know, crazy. They go there for religious purposes. And they don't they don't want to, you know, kind of don't crap where you eat, which is now a running theme of all these institutions I've listed. Don't crap where you eat. They don't want to ruin the church that they like going to. They want to go to that church. And they don't want the gossip or the dating or anything else. 
And like people letting Dracula in, you let a vampire in called feminism. You put politics ahead of the religion. And now that institution, at least in Western civilization, <clears throat> has been corrupted. And that well is dried now, too. So let, let's review. You tell me if I got you tell me if I got this right. You got rid of the men who had jobs and made money and had careers. You got rid of the educated men. You got rid of the men who were in physical shape and took their health seriously, the healthy men. And then you got rid of, I guess, what would be called spiritual or well-balanced anchored men. Not to say you have to go to church. I guess, I don't know, I could have put religion. <clears throat> but that wouldn't be the case in Islam. I think Allah is still alive and well in most mosques. I would also, and Yahweh is alive and, and, and well in most. No, not all. Someone did send me a picture of a synagogue, but most synagogues. So you got rid of employed, in shape, intelligent, moral men. <laughs> and it's a Scooby-Doo mystery to you ladies as to why you can't find a man. Now, now you got to. So in modern day, let me get this. So you've eliminated those institutions. So what's left? The bar and the nightclub is over. <clears throat> That's that. And those those if you that remain have their own drawbacks with loud music and it's really more uh, where you go to I just want to have fun and dance with my God. okay fine uh also younger men got the internet now they're figuring I'm not going to go to a nightclub there's nothing there it's just loud it's annoying and then you got online dating hi ain't that fun ladies you got online dating huh there you go. That's a great way to get to know someone. <laughs> oh, I remember there was a couple times. One one time a girl sat next to me. I think she really wanted me to ask her out. And um, I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I think I got up and left. It was. Uh, I, but. There were times girls would wear you. Oh, that's a cute girl. I think she likes me. If you could imagine a time. And then sometimes you would ask the girl, girl, would you like to go on a date? You wouldn't say date. Say, oh, you want to go catch a movie or something? Then you guys can believe this. Everyone go grab a pew. Grab your sitting down pew next to the fake preacher who claims that uh, Jesus was really important, but he's, he's worshiping socialism and feminism instead. We would pick them up in our cars that we afforded ourselves many times, and then we would take them to a place and pay for it. If you could believe such times, thank God we put an end to that. Thank God those college going educated guys who would go and get maybe a job down the road and maybe become a homeowner at 24, a little property. Thank God you put an end to that. I even remember. There was this really cute secretary at a different division at the bank I worked at. And this was pretty much like, yeah, you shouldn't. You, you remember that Anita Hill gal? You shouldn't ask girls out. And so it was kind of more the thing like you had to like have her ask you out. And I remember going down there and chatting. And I was kind of like the hot young jock. Like, oh, this is hot shot analyst. Look at him go. He knows his stuff. And I did. <clears throat> and here's this. It, if we were. What would it have been 30, 40 years earlier in America, it would have been a pretty logical layup, a pretty logical assumption. Here's a young and up and coming guy. He's our senior analyst. 
He knows his shit. He's owned property since he was 24. He's self-made. He teaches dance classes on the side. He's a cute redhead. You know, Kepi got a little soft spot and hard spot for redheads. <clears throat> Secretary, just getting by, making her money. She didn't have no kids. In the olden times, it would have been perfectly logical. Hey, Peggy Sue, do you want to go to the thing? And Peggy Sue would say yes. And I still did it. I still violated her because she. I thought she liked me. I asked if she wanted to go to the wiener dog races. How can you fail that? How can you screw that up? Wiener dog races. <clears throat> they're funny. They're cute. Everyone's having a good time. Look at it. There's ice cream. There's things. There's stuff. You could not have a more innocent. It's in public. Everyone's having a good time. Wiener dogs are God's funny little physically impaired creatures. <clears throat> she says, I'd love to go. I said, cool. Guess what? Got stood up. Yeah, I can't make it. Huh? Well, thank, thank. I almost got fired. I, I didn't get in trouble for that. But that was a close call. Thank God that date didn't happen. Otherwise, you might have met a vice president in banking who made money and had housing and could retire. I would thank God she dodged that bullet. And thank God we as a culture, community, and society have made it a huge deterrent to ask girls out at the office. You wouldn't want any of those up-and-coming senior analyst types. You wouldn't want the, the, the managerial accountant to ask you out. You wouldn't want the senior software developer to ask you out. Thank you. God. Woo. Woo. Bullet dodged. <clears throat> Where are you expecting to get the good? Where? Where? Where are you expecting them? If not school, if not work, if not the church, and if not, what was the other one? Um, The gym. Meetups. I remember meetups old enough. I remember I used to attend it when I was single. I went to meetups back when people would actually show up to the meetups and you go there like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And you're damn right. We want to meet girls. Now someone was telling me meetup is making it so that you, you can't go there to meet girls. You can't go to the meet. The, like it's not to be used as a dating. So I don't know how they affect that or enforce that. But someone was telling me that they, they kind of like, maybe it's, maybe it's in there. Their meetup page. This is not a place to meet members of the opposite sex. Oh, heaven for well, so now meetup's gone. Don't ask that girl out at volleyball. That would be bad. Don't ask the girl in the running group out. That would be a, don't ask the girl at the motorcycle. We're just here to ride motorcycles. That well, where is it then? And then I get these idiot TikTok videos. Half of which, at least half of which, have got to just be you faking it so you can get more clicks. But I do believe a lot of you kind of would like to meet a man. And I ask, well, where are you going to meet him? Where haven't you dropped trow and shat all over the place and made it toxic and impossible? What well haven't you poisoned? And I'm just fascinated, <clears throat> fascinated. The key things, like enemies of the United States couldn't have designed it better. Where you found the key institutions where that that would have the highest concentration of the highest qualities of the men you would like, and you made it so well they can't ask you girls out there. And look, I get it, girls. You don't like the ugly guy or the weird guy, or the creepy guy asking you out. If it becomes repetitive, that might be an issue for HR. But gee whiz, ladies. 
You want the alpha, good-looking, employed guy at the gym to ask you out? You kind of can't obliterate the the six point five plumber who asks you out and, and, and put it and pass it there all over here. File complaints. You can't, because the guy's like, okay, I'm done. And then I don't know where. I don't know where you're going to find these quality guys. I mean, you can find them on the internet. You'd have to search and screen like, okay, is he an engineer? How tall? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but you had it. You had it. About one in five girls met their husbands at work for this two-decade period of time. Women were entering the workforce. There was a guy. He had a degree. Oh, there was a guy at college you liked. Even in the 90s, you could ask girls out in the 90s. I was okay. I think even in the arts, you could ask them out in college. I'm sure they say nowadays you can too. But at, like, yeah, but then I got to go take all these man-hatred classes. College itself, outside the dynamics of men and women, college itself is a money-losing proposition to most people. So guys are kind of like, nah, I'll go truck drive instead. I think girls might want to notice that rats are fleeing that sinking ship called college that you are getting screwed over. That would require another empirical conversation about the real value of a college degree. But they're not there anymore. Where? Where you go? Where? You're certainly not going to go to what the the trade school or the the night community college court. Right? You should. You should. If you were smart, you come off your little flagship campus there. Borrow Becky's convertible cabriolet. Don't make those anymore, but some old guys will get that joke. <clears throat> Drive down to the trade school and find yourself a good mechanic. I, I know those guys are dumb. They're not in a real school like you with your English poetry degree. Er-der. And then the gym, the gym, physical attraction. The number one thing, the foundation on which all romantic relationships are built on, that you are physically and sexually attracted to that person because otherwise it's just friends, which is fine. Now, you you can't... I'd really like that guy to ask. Too bad! It's over. You got to wait till he's out of, off the campus, off the grounds. You have to stalk him in the parking lot. <clears throat> Oh, it's beautiful. I I don't know. I think y'all went to the gun store and said, give me a foot shooting gun. And the gun guy was looking at you like, what do you mean a foot shooting gun? I need to shoot my own foot with lots of bullets multiple times. We don't have a foot shooting gun. We'll make one. And then they, hey, can you make a foot shooting gun? And they came up with the dynamics and the specs. There you go. It's the best shoot gun, foot shooting gun in the world. And you girls like, kapow, watch this, kapow. Then you went to the hospital where you can't ask people out because doctors would say, oh, 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 no, don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. And you had your feet reconstructed and you shot them off again. <clears throat> so I just wanted to point that out. Where can you find the men? Well, you can find the men at work. Oh, well, you can find the men at well, you can't find the men at college anymore. So you can find your men at trade school. Oh, trade school. That's, oh, boys who play with electricity. Oh, gross. Okay. Well, you can go to the gym because there's really good looking physically. Oh, well, you can't. Hey, how about the chair? Oh, no. They replaced the crucifix with a vagina. That's right. I forgot about that. I don't know where you go, lady. Online. There you go. You could go online. There it is. Online. Isn't that romantic? <clears throat> All right. 
let's go through these super chats and Cappy's going to go drive his motorcycle around and enjoy a beautiful day. Florida Henry, five bucks. When those videos came out, I was w- switching gyms and decided to just drop it to build a home gym. Yeah, I mean, it costs money to go to a gym. That's a good financial mood, move. I may get my home gym because I uh, I don't travel that much anymore. In my 30s, yeah, 30s and early to mid 40s, it was good to have a gym membership. And now I'm kind of like, eh, it's 50 bucks a month that I could probably save. Uh, my truth, two bucks. He has a super sticker. I can't see it, but thank you anyway for that. Uh, scrolling. What is Division Productions? Five bucks. As an introverted short king, I like the short king thing. I think I'm going to use that. Work was once a godsend for meeting girls. Right. See, because you're 100% right, dude, because there you can say, look, I'm not at the nightclub. I don't have to yell at you. I don't have this like 30 second window of opportunity to impress you in these very headwind conditions. But at work, they get to know you, they get to know your reputation, and at least you can prove, look, I'm an honorable, stable guy. Maybe you're at the cafeteria you have on lunch. Oh, yeah, let's all get lunch. And, oh, what do you do? Like, it's a very good place to get to know someone that maybe would make a good husband or wife or just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, no. Mm. Now that I'm finally making six figures, no way. Must protect Maslow's hierarchy. I know. (laughs) You you came this far, Wisda. You came this far. And now it's like, hey, if I ask that girl out, I'll lose all my money the job creates, which includes my house and retirement and stability. Why can't I sign that man? There's a ton of men at work. Oh. Oh, all those employed, financially stable men can't ask you out. Oh, darn it. Hey, you know what? Go to the nightclub. There's going to be some great guys there that totally won't lie about how much money they make. Wiz Division Productions, two bucks. Bring back gatekeeping. Bring back men-only spaces. I will say, ladies, if you do, I've said this a million times before, but especially if you're a black gal or you're just looking for a black guy, cigar lounges. It's one of the last places you're going to find successful men. Now, just to warn you, the average age is 55. Fuck off then. Just fuck right off. I don't know a place where this 27-year-old Rip Jack, six foot three, self-made billionaires that vote Democrat. I don't know. I know where some upper middle class, middle-aged guys, middle upper middle income and outright rich guys are who are very interesting fellows, and they're at the cigar lounge. You just might have to date a guy who's 40 and has a little bit of gray in his beard. My truth, two bucks, a date. What the F is next? Marriage? The gall on you, Aaron. I. It was nice. Take a girl out. There was one thing I enjoyed about the dating, even though it was it at itself not enjoyable, is it really did train you uh, to be courageous. Like you had to get get rid of your fear of being with another person you kind of really didn't know. <clears throat> and there was an excitement, a giddiness. Oh God, I haven't felt that in decades. Like, oh my God, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so funny how the unknown, it shows you how optimistic you were. You assumed it would just go great. You didn't know. 
I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited about my date on Friday. Well, gee willikers there, Mr. Johnson. I got a girl who's really swell. I might stop at the Sarsaparilla store. And I was dating in the 90s. Wiz Division Productions, five bucks. One of the biggest crimes against humanity is Hollywood replacing the hot redhead character and actresses with diversity hires. I'll never forgive them. Yeah, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mary. Who was the girl in Spider-Man? Now it's a Latina. And then uh, April something on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She was a redhead. Now it's a, a fat, ugly black chick. Why aren't the men picking up the guns and defending us? <laughs> Why are they lying? Why they? Why, why? Why aren't they defending our honor? Fun and honesty, five bucks. Even community colleges are unaffordable. My girl's paying four thousand five hundred a semester without books, room, and board or food. Trades and certifications only now. Yeah, well, that's why we have online schools. Nice uh, uh, Afro Samurai, by the way. Um, <clears throat> good anime. I would uh, just so you guys know, I do like certain types of anime. Both the Afro Samurais are very good. A little dark. But very good. Outstanding. Um, that's why we go um, Western Governors University or ASU online. That's why you do that. Um, yeah, if, if college is too expensive, it's too expensive. It is. It is. Maybe we get the rest of them. Oh, hang on. I forgot. I have this device. I click the button and it just compiles all my super chats together. How convenient. Rianne Schwartzer, regular guy here visiting us today. Five bucks. I work hours, gym for an hour. I work hours, gym for an hour and go hiking. Ladies aren't an option just by the locations I am in. I'll take yoga. Nice to see hot girls, but approaching. Yeah, I'm sure you can't because yoga is kind of a girl thing. And I'm all for women having their spaces. I wouldn't interrupt that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a yoga place and bother. I think women are there to kind of meditate and do that. You kind of leave them there. But a gym that's co-ed. Yeah, I didn't even there. You get your, you get your pooping where you eat paradox. So yeah. Well, thank God women are independent now and they can ask guys out. They're equal and independent and they, they're brave and amazing. And at any second, they're going to realize because they're capable of logic and agency. And they say, Hey, wait a minute. <clears throat> We, although maybe not us individually, but a group of women have kind of poisoned the wells here. And I totally sympathize after sitting down and logically thinking about it. I totally sympathize with the plight of men. Consider their situation, said every woman ever. They risk a lot of things now, at least of which is not being able to come to the gym for social awkwardness. It's really now incumbent upon us. And thank God, because now we as women are Ray, we as the fourth generation of independent equal women we can now start asking those boys out and then i and i can advance my own aims and desires of finding the man i want so i'll go up to that guy over i'm but i'm gonna wait make sure he's comfortable i'm going to consider him remember all those decades men considered us and when to approach and strategy we now have to because that's what's called for in our time i'm gonna wait till he's outside of the gym to make him feel more comfortable. And I'm going to come up with a, a witty and clever line to impress him. And then I'm going to ask him out on a date and I'll volunteer to pay for it, but it'll just be implied because of equality. <clears throat> and then I'll pick him up. <laughs> well, there's no way he, he cancel at the last minute. 
And that why we can maintain these institutions, yet we, we can still have relationships and fall in love with one another. That's exactly girls are going to do at any in the next millisecond they're about to do it. Right? Because you girls are equal, right? You're just as courageous and brave and amazing as men. Right? You're good at, it only took this video for girls to say, oh, God, he's right. Oh, geez, I never thought of it that way. I, I'm going to start. It's going to happen. That way we can protect ourselves at work, in school, in college, in, in, in the church. <clears throat> women and will usher in a new era of men and women working together, falling in love, being proud to be a man, raising families. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen any second now. This video will go viral and everyone will say, oh, yeah, okay, let's do that now. Future MD, five bucks. A lot of cut your nose and spite your face. Love watching 40 plus year old rattle off standards drunk at bar by herself. <clears throat> Where was that? Love watching a 40 plus year old rattle off standards drunk at a bar by herself. Did that happen? Was she not talking to anyone? Like literally no one? Look, by the way, there's an element that this isn't BS. You look at the particularly middle-aged white women, uh, their antidepressant use is like 40% off the chart. They had to make the chart bigger so it remained on the chart. And then the white women said, hold my beer. And they made it go off the chart again. They had to recreate the chart. Get more paper. No, a lot. A whole tree worth. We got to draw the chart. They keep going up. Oh, well, I don't know what the cure is. But it sure the hell isn't love. That's not it. That's not it. It's an advanced degree. That's what it is. An advanced degree at a corner office. Did you know, man, two Canadian. How did Cappy vet the GF? How would, how would you date today? Uh, the GF, I, um, it was a confluence of events. The GF was an amazing cook. Well, still is an amazing cook. The GF was nice to me and showed up and was a friend of mine for a while. The GF also starting dressing sexy and looking like a woman, hair long, all that other stuff. <clears throat> but what the, I guess the snowflake that caused the avalanche or the spark that, that exploded the, the, the gasoline, I was obviously playing the field dating several girls. And there was one gal that um, was the one that hit me after I said, I don't want to date you anymore. Um, I didn't tr press charges, but had I known that we we're going to go a full scale culture war like this, you damn right. I would have dragged her in front of the police. Absolutely. But now anyway, and I'm just like, I'm sick of this. Now, admittedly, that was a, an extreme example of, of unacceptable female behavior, but getting stood up, lied to girl going bad. And keep in mind at that age, I was like very like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Like I was pretty red pill by that time and aware of women's nature. So if a girl ran off at, you know, there, there was no girlfriend I had, I wasn't committed or anything like that, but just it, it, the same old, same old. And I'm like, this is a pain in the ass. And then I'm like, wait, there's this girl that cooks for me and is nice to sit down. Thank God we got a pew. She cooked for me, was nice for me, and she started dressing sexy. It wasn't complicated. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't think they'll, like, okay, could I have gotten a hotter girl? Maybe. But they come with problems. They come with problems. 
<clears throat> so this girl was hot enough and was just sweet and nice and made me food, which to me, obviously, coming from my background, was like a huge thing. And then she's got her own job and her career. She didn't need me. You know, she's just like, oh, you're an adult, like an actual adult. And so that was it. Uh, nonstop trade, two bucks government. Why ain't young men joining the military? <laughs> Women could join the military. You girls, you go do that, man. <clears throat> I bet you can't ask girls out in the military, right? Why would you want a soldier or a sailor? Why would you want any kind of military man? I mean, they're only, well, in theory, more modernly, maybe not. They're only strong men that know how to defend. They're only brave men. Why would you want, oh, no, you can't. Oh, did you ask out Private Johnson? Oh, well, 30 demerit points for you. Gigaby, 10 bucks. Caught Cappy live. Here's some money, douchebag. By the way, make sure your insurance, American family, doesn't make multiple claims Again, for the single incident, it's a trick they use to get you not to switch companies. What? Multiple claims for a single incident. Okay. Well, right now I am going to switch companies. Unless there's like a mea culpa like, oh, crap, we're sorry. This person was in charge of your, your, your case and they totally effed up. We're apologize. Here's your check, sir. Then I'll probably stick around. But right now, I mean. Like, heaven forbid, if I was like a family and the, the, okay, electrical damage, it's not that vital. Bachelor with no kids, not that vital. I have the cash in the emergency fund, which you would think that's the whole point of insurance is that you would cover the emergency funding that I need. <clears throat> that's what insurance is for, but okay, not a crisis. If this was like a car accident and a little kid was sent to the hospital. An American family, family, American family was playing the dick around game on a family that didn't have five grand to pay. You know, now they got to go get a loan. I mean, wow. I mean, if, and if, if this is a an insurance industry wide practice, there's no reason to get insurance. None. Or you find the, the insurance company that is reputable. Um, make multiple claims for a single incident. It's a trick they use to get you not to switch company. I don't get why they would do multiple claims for a single incident. I, I'm the one that's got to file a complaint, a, a, a claim. I don't want to deal with them. I just, I don't have time. I want to go have fun and live my life. I don't want to sit here. What's going to be three weeks now, but cumulatively maybe like week and a half of full-time work dealing with getting receipts and no, I, I want nothing ever to, they're costing too much time. And I can't imagine if you're a working husband and wife and your kid gets injured, you get injured. Someone's off of work. Like, Oh my God, this is what you'd have to deal with when you need the money now. They should call them American corporation insurance. I think that's what they should really, you don't need American family insurance. That's that you're certainly not for the families. As far as I can tell Westberger 69, I'm going to start off in people. Cappy talk me off the ledge. Do not off people. Do not ruin your life by basically guaranteeing you're going to live the rest of your life in a cage. <clears throat> Enjoy. The, here, one, I know you're joking, or I hope you're joking. Go read um, Sanity is the Future of Wealth and just look at these people and how miserable they are. Whoever has violated you, 
whoever's pissing you off, just think like all these motorcyclists who like they're horrible riders. They're horrible. They are going to, to at minimum dip their bike and injure a leg or something. Worst case, they will get killed. Well, the worst case is you'd be paralyzed. But that's that's these motorcycle riders. That's who they are. Oh, oh, hello, Erica, my rival. Erica thinks she's going to have more fun than me now. But now, now that Cappy's on, I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride. I'm going to go on swingy rope. I'm going to go swim in Cascade Falls. And Erica Shanta Williams thinks she's going to have more fun than me. And she she put in a, an admirable, an honorable mention of a first entry where she found an original 1990s Pizza Hut. They kept it the same. And she went there dressed as she was in the 1990s. Pretty fun, Erica. Pretty fun. Not as much fun as the Full Throttle Saloon, though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Erica here, found my man at a conference. Best thing ever happened to me. Last boyfriend was church. He was an engineer. We went to a church full of engineers. <laughs> Dude, that's a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> a church full of engineers? <laughs> was there like a like an Intel plant nearby? Why why how did a church full of engineers? That'd be it'd be pretty fun. <sighs> Oh, all right. There you go. Okay. Conferences. That's the last place. Ladies, you go to conferences. Now go to conferences, find your man there. Oh, Hey, Erica, say hi to your boyfriend for me. Um, I might ride up into his state where he's originally held from. So there you guys go link below the menu life without the opposite sex, because I believe half of you, and that's what the forecasting, half of you will not have a man. You just won't find that man. Just won't find him. It's too bad. Don't worry, you never need an old man. So there's a book called The Menu, Life Without the Opposite Sex. This is a menu for women. This is a menu for men. I recommend you all go get it and read it. And as always, if you have questions, go to assholeconsulting.com. We'll see you guys later. Toodles. So many of you have sent me um, the video of a lawyer. His last name is Sexton. I think it's Larry Sexton. I could be wrong. Uh, he's a, a dapper looking gentleman out of New York, I believe. And he's a ultra wealthy, uh, not necessarily him, although I'm sure he's ultra wealthy, but he is a divorce lawyer for the ultra wealthy of New York, I guess. And the interview, uh, the guy interviewing him and the interview itself was, it was kind of like, wow. Like, cause he, he sees how the meat is made. He sees how the sausage is made. And he's like, I don't believe in marriage. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many generations we're going to come from where half of American parents get divorced. Everyone is miserable and unhappy. And we just basically say, I don't care how old we don't care how old and established or even vital to society the tradition of marriage is, it is obsolete in today's modern society. It will make a comeback. Don't worry. <clears throat> Don't worry. When the welfare state goes away because there's no food. Don't worry. We're going to go back to our regular human program roots. It's, it's, not, it's just not our time. It's not going to happen here. 
Um, but looking at it today, now, in the past, in my life, the professionals, the lawyers who do divorce law, this guy was married himself. And I think this little impasse that we have between men and women in the West, uh, there should be a concerted effort to make sure people do not get married. A hundred percent behind that statement. Marriage is bad. It is obsolete for now. Nothing good comes of it. And people should not be doing it. I, I'm trying to think of something equivalent. This is this is like, dude, it should be, hey, kids, this is your brain on drugs. Remember the big push? There should be public service announcements, announcements, billboards. <clears throat> Don't do drugs, drinking and driving, you know, click it or ticket. We should, you should, and the government's not going to do it because the government need the money. Ooh, that sweet, sweet of divorce courts because the judges got to like, you know, have they gotta come their pants because oh my god we destroyed another family yay men especially but anyone who makes more money like that than the you there should be no reason to get married especially for for men which my audience disproportionately happens to be and so I got a request from a guy and um kind of the stars aligned he says, charge me whatever you want. And I didn't charge up as much as I normally would for something this long. Because I think what we got to do is, aside from the logic and the academics and the numbers and the statistics, we got to show you boys especially that marriage is a bad deal. And we could show you numbers and statistics all day long. We're not robots. I think people need some stories. I said, dude, I'll do it for, for a discount. Because this needs to get out there. You need to put a face with the divorce, alimony, self-deletion statistics. And so that's why I call it case number one. I am more than happy to have you guys write in. Even if it is a little lengthy, tell me about your marriages. Tell me. If you got good ones, go ahead. But let's, Give me the good ones. <laughs> The good ones. Oh, you guys are right. I should do stand up. That was freaking funny. Uh, you know, the two or three that I'll take them seriously. If you got a good one, let me know. But I think you boys need to you you need to have these people come up and testify. Saying, hey, boys and girls, I got married and this is what happened to me. You only get one life. And honest to God, honest to God, with the 40% tax rate, y'all keep voting in on yourselves. It's hard enough just to support yourself. And then not only the 40% tax rate, but y'all got to go to college, 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 college. Right? You, you, you cripple yourself basically by about 50%. <clears throat> and you're going to go get married? With a half divorce chance and the financial consequences that and psychologically tax yourself where 86% end in failure, either divorce or you're miserable. No, this has got to end. This has got to end. You know, I know pop likes to save people's lives. Like, Hey, he, he keeps track. You know, he's up, he's over 500 people's lives. You've saved from self deletion. The vast majority of which were triggered or men got to that point because their marriages blew up. I'm saying let's just stop it before it goes anywhere in the first place. 
Let's do some preventative maintenance. Let's stop smoking cigarettes. Let's stop drinking and taxing our liver. Let's not get to the point that we got to go into the hospital. Preventative maintenance. Fall in love. Pair bond. Maybe even have families. But you're not getting married. If you have to live in separate houses, you got to get a bunch of prenups. You got to do whatever it is. That's fine. But you are not signing that death certificate called a marriage license or a marriage contract. I think we're going to improve a lot of guys' lives. So let me let me go to it here. It's rather lengthy. I haven't read it. I just said, nope, deal, deal. Hey, Captain Asshole, this is your Uncle Hector. They want to make sure we're recording. I'm writing this for you to make a video of my divorce story. It's probably going to be long and exceed your desired number of paragraphs, but just suck it up and take my money already. I'm not writing this to cry on your shoulder or give you get your advice or even badmouth my ex. I'm writing it because people, especially young men contemplating marriage or even moving in with a girlfriend, need to hear it. I don't want other people to have to endure the terrible experiences I did and waste half their lives on pursuits with no returns. Thank you. Thank you very much. Link below, the book of numbers. Analyzing the ROI and the pursuit of women. It's low. Background. My name, of course, isn't really Hector, but for the purposes of this story, you can call me Uncle Hector. I'm in my mid-50s from a small town in a deep south. Went to a college prep school from kindergarten through the 12th grade. My IQ is 141. I met my future ex-wife when I was about to graduate from my state university, majoring in accounting. There you go. He's one of Chad's boys. Uh, I'm a CPA despite... Hang on. I keep worrying. Good. Just want to make sure I'm recording. That's all, guys. I'm a CPA, and despite having crappy grades, I got a job at a fairly prestigious private company, was very successful at everything I did there, accounting, M&A, treasury, IT, and a thousand other things. I was basically the guy that could get shit done. I worked long hours, but they paid me well, gave me great bonuses and benefits, and provided me the opportunity to do something with my life that I never thought I was capable of doing. <laughs> let's, let's screw this situation up. How can we screw this up? Um. The school had just beaten me down. I hated it, sat in the back of the row, goofed off and never paid attention and still got decent grades because it was easy just to cram right before class. I was the class clown. I never had to try. Your book, Curse of the High IQ, really opened my eyes to what I had experienced my whole life in work and at school. Why didn't you write that book back in 1983, you bastard? Because I was eight years old in 1983, being told by my second grade teacher I was bad because I was a boy. And reminded by this spinster boomer bitch that girls didn't need me. <clears throat> like, I'm eight. Oh, that's where I was in 1983, sir. Yeah, I might, I might be smart, but not smart enough to dodge this clusterfuck of a shit show disaster called marriage. It's about an 8.6 on the Richter scale of marital shit quakes. I also want to make it clear that I'm not completely innocent in this whole debacle. I did my fair share of stupid stuff too, but I also apologized for it and took corrective measures to ameliorate my shortcomings. Two things she never did. Red flags. There are many. I will note them as I spin my yarn in the hope that those who follow on this dangerous dangerous path will recognize them and take heed before they sign their own financial death warrants like I did. I was 23 and she was 21 when we met. She was the hottest girl I had ever been with and the sex was absolutely amazing. 
The first year or so, we had sex two or three times a day. A day. A day. <clears throat> a day. I guess I was 23 once. It was awesome. Over seven years of living together plus 20 years of marriage, we probably did it 3,000 times. It was still great even up to the end, and I still loved her very much despite our problems. She was beautiful, athletic, smart, funny, and fun to do things with. Wow, there's a formula girls could probably follow. Red flags, thanks to thanks a pant load, Rich Cooper. Where were you in 1992? Coop was, he's a little older than me. I think he was still in high school. Red flag, how old are you? Red flag number one, dating. I was the one who picked her up. Every other girl I've ever been in a relationship with me with picked me up. A girl who really likes you will make things easy and just claim you. Red flag number two. We slept together the second night, which isn't a big deal, but she also immediately moved in with me. Our first date lasted an entire weekend and never really ended for 27 years. See, it's sad, but <clears throat> that sounds nice and romantic. You know, it kind of sounds the way it should be. But ironically, it's red flags today. Red flag number three. Her car and her bedroom and her house were a complete disaster. That's a real red flag. And it was obvious that no one had ever bothered to take care of anything. Very slack upbringing. Red flag number four. Claims of having dyslexia, supposed self-deletion attempts, depression. Big flag. I can't tell you how many girls I've dated who say this shit like it's some kind of badge of honor. When someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Red flag number five, couldn't hold down a job. Constantly getting fired for not showing up or on time for retail jobs. Never on time or ready for anything. Red flag number six, had a very bad contentious relationship with her father and both siblings. I thought her dad and brother were idiot assholes myself, but I still got along with them just fine. Her mother was more of her friend than a parent. Red flag number seven, had no real close friends or long-term relationships with anyone. Would become good friends with strangers, then a few months later they were gone, never to be heard from again. Red flag number eight, always in debt, maxing out credit cards. Had some pillow. The pussy was good, though. <clears throat> the pussy was good. Had student loan debt, blah, blah, blah. Guess who bailed her out on those? Red flag number nine. Speaking of bail, she got a DUI one night after a girl's night out at a bar. Hit another car wrong way and sent two people to the hospital. Had to go bail her ass out of jail at 2 a.m. No, you didn't. You don't have to do You don't have to do anything. Side note, writing all this down was a good idea because the way people will read or hear this makes it seem so obvious that I should have dumped this girl. But I didn't, and most guys probably sweep these things on the rug like I did because they're young and horny and logic be damned. There you go. I'm scared, but I'm scarred, but smarter. I hope this helps someone, even if it's just one person who doesn't have to go through this. This was all stuff that happened before we got married. Yep. Red flag number 10, claimed not to be able to have children due to medical reasons, so no birth control necessary. Went off the pill when she was 28 years old, and guess what happened? Red flag number 11. I'll, may I interject right now? <clears throat> I know the hot, crazy matrix guy did this, but I long ago, because I dated a 10 once, I long ago made the connection between really pretty girls and, and the good sex that sometimes, sometimes not comes with them. Really pretty girls, you, you just avoid nines and tens. I mean, even dating and say, okay, fine, but you limit it to that. Guys, it, it's sad because there might be a really pretty girl who really works hard at it, but I haven't met her. Really, pre really pretty girls are in a certain sense mentally impaired because they are never forced to actually be responsible or be an adult. 
and they are dangerous. They are dramatic. They are, I would say, in, in some cases, legitimately mentally ill. They, they are just a, uh, <clears throat> imagine you had a friend who was a drug dealing criminal thug. Your parents would say, you ought to stay. That's a bad person. It's the same thing with ultra pretty looking girls. Just it's it's bad influence, bad to be around them. Red flag number 11, we got married. We had a small wedding, but at a really cool place in a swank part of town. Gin, dinner, jazz band, open bar, I spent 20000 on it. Normally the father of the bride pays for this event, but he didn't contribute a dime. She had issues with him being the one giving her away. I still had a great time. My father was my best man, and my mom and dad hung out together for the first time since they divorced when I was a kid. It was awesome. It was one of the best days of my life. Not because I got married, but because it was the only time I ever saw my parents having fun together and getting along with each other. That's a note to you folks having kids and then getting divorced. Having a mom and capitalize a dad who get along reasonably well means a lot to your children. Even when they're 30 years old, this is an important point. Kids are resilient. Huh? Remember that? Remember they told you that? the kids are, Were you with the latchkey kid generate? Kids are resilient. They don't need their parents. Red flag number 12, not long after our first child, we had a second one, Irish twins. However, I had just paid for her last year of college. She quit her job so she could finish school and take care of the children. This was a severe hit to our household income and budget. I was the one who had to eat it. No help from her family. Thank God I was good at my job and was raising, rising through the ranks. I had inherited a small amount of money that allowed me to put a down payment on a house and allowed us to survive just on my income. Red flag number 13. We lived in that house for five years. I bought it before we got married with my own money. One day she calls me and says she just found a lot in a new neighborhood and we and put a deposit down on it. <clears throat> we had never, wait, she just did that? We had never discussed this before, but I ended up building a really nice house that I couldn't afford and never should have built. I should have said no, but I didn't. The pussy. Heroin laced pussy. But I didn't. Please note that this house was also purchased with my own premarital assets, the down payment. The deed and the mortgage were in my name only, but we had been married about 18 months by the time I had closed on the house. But but baby want, baby wants. Uh, by the time I had closed on the house. And guess, and guess what that, wait a minute, hang on. The deed and the mortgage were in my name only, but we had been married for about 18 months by the time I closed on the house. And guess what that means, boys and girls? Uncle Hector just got screwed by his own devices. Uncle Hector took all the financial risk on this stupid, fancy, large house, eventually sold it for twice what he paid for it, and was still forced to sell it and cut a six-figure check for half of it to a worthless loser who never took care of it, trashed it, hoarded? Oh, you had a hoarder. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Hoard, I, I, um, hoarding which I'm sure is already under the seven deadly sins. When I see a hoarder, I hate them I, because they're vile human beings. They love things. They're useless. They're worthless. And they love things more than any human ever. They're evil. Despair. I hate them more than communists. I do. <clears throat> I do. Hoarded it and never contributed a single freaking dime to pay for it or one freaking minute to maintain it. I think my Irish is starting to rise here, Cappy. This is the part where I start getting angry. You may have to edit this to get your YouTube monetization. All right, we'll keep it clean. She wanted a third child, despite the fact we really couldn't afford the two we already had or the house we live in. But but baby want, baby want. Threatened me with divorce, refused to have sex with me unless I wasn't wearing a condom. 
I'm not numbering red flags anymore because they're painfully obvious. Started taking psychotropic antidepressant drugs irregularly. Her behavior became erratic and she would do things and say things sometimes that made absolutely no sense. Never took responsibility for anything. It was always someone else's fault, usually mine. She portrayed herself as a perpetual victim. For 27 years, I don't recall her ever saying the words. I'm sorry, one other women, they don't say, you, sir, expect agency, self-awareness. What did I, did I not say it? Look, at least your your criminal buddy who's a drug dealer would have some street smarts and some some criminal honor. Like uh, you, you probably ought to like some like logic. Yeah, yeah, maybe I ought to not screw that guy over. This is a 10. This is a female 10 in America. A forever will be a petulant pouting child. <clears throat> stop wearing a redding wing said her finger was swollen and didn't like to wear it when she was playing tennis, which she did most of days of the week. I kind of stress to you how much of a red flag this is. I gave her a hard time about it too. She didn't care and rarely ever, ever wore it despite me spending $17,000 on it. She also never got it resized. resized. Pay attention to things like this. When your spidey senses start tingling, there's a reason for it. Well, it's spidey senses. It's pretty obvious. It's like, I mean, what did you need her to do? Punch you in the face? Write it? Like have a have the air, airplane spell it out and smoke for you? And it's not because you're an insecure, jealous creep like she will tell you you are when you're saying something about it. You're being played while she's playing the field, lining up your eventual replacement. Treated her children like she was their friend instead of their parent. Let them get away with murder. This is this to me is a cruel form of child abuse and honestly the crux of why I wanted a divorce. I can't tolerate someone abusing my kids. Well, then don't send your kids to the public schools. Not that you did, sir. Not that you did. <clears throat> I'm just pointing it out. Was a stay-at-home mom, but eventually we had three teenagers who had their own vehicles thanks to Uncle Hector paying cash for them. These cars, as well as my wife's fancy SUV, this is a nightmare. This is like a scripted book. This is a nightmare that I paid for with my own money were taken from me in the divorce. The divorce agreement actually says uncle Hector is allowed to retain ownership of his personal vehicle. Well, isn't that just swell? You mean I get to keep my own car that I paid for in cash with my own money. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind. What a complete load of douchebaggery. More on that later. Oh, here's another red flag. We're still not out of, I'm waiting for the conclusion. And not that I, I enjoy the story. I'm perfectly fine with the length. I'm just like, how many more red flags are there going to be? Like, how much is the how much is Job going to take? How much punishment is Job going to take before God comes and says, "All right, <clears throat> you're yeah, we tested you enough, Job. Come to heaven." Oh, here's another red flag. When I bought wifey that really nice German SUV, she was questioning why it was going to be registered in my name. I said, that's because I'm the one writing the check for it, not you. Using my own premarital cash, she wanted it to be in her name. That that right there is a huge red flag, gentlemen. By the way, I put the car in my name, but she got it anyway. Do you guys – now's a point to interject. Do you boys see that there is no justice in divorce court? None. I don't even care what the laws say nowadays. Um, I forget who it is. Someone is bringing this up. But <clears throat> kind of like how diversity and inclusion is now everywhere. That's because my generation had that instilled them back in the 90s. And now my generation is leading 
corporate world. That also happens in the judicial system where, oh, Andrew at Legal Mindset pointed this out. He says, look, a lot of gals went into law school because they watched, you know, whatever movies and shows. And these gals are now my age. I'm older than Andrew. Like these girls don't give a shit. And some of the male judges and lawyers and all that, they don't give a shit what the law says. They are politically motivated. And so the law might say this, but oh, no, because of reasons we just made up, we rule against you. Now you got to go back to an appellate court if you want to do that. You, you're not going into an unfair, unfair playing field. You're going into a massacre. You're going into a trap. And are there women who unfairly had a, a, a settlement go against their way in family court? I'm sure there is. But I'm asking for both the men and the women, why are you even why are you even signing up for the 50% chance you're going to be go, forced to go into this gladiator arena trap? Why are you saying here? Why are you signing up for a 50% chance to be the Christians that are going to be fed to the lions? I don't care what the laws say. Oh, well, he signed up. and it, 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 I don't care what the laws say. I care what's fair. You are not going to get fair treatment in the family court. You will not. Okay, small chance you will. That aside, you're not. Don't sign that piece of paper. Don't let you accidentally get married. Don't. This guy was a slave. That's what it is. He is a slave to bad people, to evil people. There's no reason, literally no reason, to sign up for a 50% chance at slavery. None. And we haven't even talked about the mental, emotional, psychological price this poor man has paid. Right? And now that they got kids, I don't know, maybe the kids are adults now. <clears throat> you got to deal with that as well. Guys, this, just go live your life. Go be free. Just go be free. And boy, don't, don't I look pretty good saying y'all ought to get vasectomies now, huh? Um, she did virtually nothing while I worked 10 to 12 hour days at the office. And I had at least an hour long commute going to work and, and again, coming home. I did most of the grocery shopping. I cooked most of the meals. I took the kids to their sport practices and games. I had to do my own laundry. Now, no one cleaned anything in the house. It became severely cluttered because she couldn't bring herself to throw anything away. Hoarding piles of 10 year old tennis magazines that were stacked next to our bed. Our bathroom looked worse than Whitney Houston's crack house. And this is probably a nice house in a nice neighborhood, right? Uh, after she moved out, it took me a full year and a huge jump dumpster to throw out all the shit she left. It was an awful, painful experience, and it is very selfish and cruel to make someone else sift through your garbage that you're too lazy to deal with yourself. Red flag number whatever, stay away from people who are hoarders I, and horse girls. If a, Guys, I'm not – it's not a joke. I'm not being funny. This is how ridiculous some women are. If there's a woman who says, I want a horse, like ever, ever, like she owned horses, she would like to have horses, it's been her dream to have a horse, you, you say, well, that's it's been a great coffee date with you. Maybe I'll text you sometime, and you run. I used the car test. 
Look in a girl's car and see what it looks like. If it's full of trash, old receipts, fast, fast food wrappers, then guess what her bedroom, apartment, and house look like. Guess what your place is going to look like if she moves in with you. We There is no moving in. Certainly not in common law states, but there is no moving in. I now appreciate like how Rolo and all the guys, yeah, I wouldn't even live with her. Yep, I get it. You are not. That's your place. This is my place. You want your crap? You put it over there. I'm going to have, this is, this is my house. No, this is my place. Which GF will be like, hey, wouldn't this be great? I'm like, that'd be great at your place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> look what I found. I'm like, that would look great at your place. And my place looks like my place. Imagine that. Um, she spent her time doing God knows what while the kids were at school, playing video games, some of them online with strangers on the internet, another red flag, drinking, playing tennis, half the time mixed doubles, potential red flag, watching shitty mindless television like American Idol. Oh my, I, I know. What do they do? Just so you know, this person, I, I despicable and as much as she ruined your life, this person is just. I, I, I don't know. I would say she's almost worse. Oh, okay, fine. She got the money. But what's that like watching TV? Never being happy. No interest in reading or actually learning about something useful or meaningful. Skimming money. Every time she went to the store, she'd get $1 to $200 cash back at the register. By this time, I was making so much money that she knew I wouldn't notice. And I didn't because I trusted her and even and never thought she'd fuck me over. Oh, how wrong I was. Asking me out of the blue right before finally divorced while they had life insurance and how much. Big old bat to the head of a red flag. I can understand why I didn't know this information when you have young babies, children, toddlers, but not when two of your kids are adults and the youngest is about to graduate from high school. She had never asked me about this in 20 years. This is a very big red flag, and you should at this point kick the person out of your life, which is what I effectively did. Reflecting back on it, I wonder if she was contemplating poisoning me or having me killed. Yes. Yes. Man, that must have been some good pussy. That must be the best pussy in the world. This is so far based on the price you paid. This is the best pussy in the world. Stranger things have happened. I used to know several guys who were off by their spouses in order to collect life insurance and their assets or just died in extremely odd circumstances that ended up enriching their widows. This really does happen. Just, yeah, watch. Um, oh, what's it called? Forensic files. Like half the time there's an insurance policy involved. After 27 years, she still was a stay-at-home mom with no kids at home. She still never cleaned anything in the house, did the absolute bare minimum of laundry, hers and the kids, not mine. Didn't work or contribute any financial resources. or even, Well, she gave you sex, but that's not prostitution, you see. She's a strong, independent woman. Didn't work or contribute any financial resources, even pay her bills when the online banking app or bother to understand our budget and cash flow situation couldn't cook worth a damn, did nothing but buy stupid shit on Amazon and play video games and get drunk every day. I got tired of this after 27 years. Finally, good sir. So I started arguing with her and getting quite nasty about it because I was being abused, getting taken advantage of. Eventually, she cut off sex, our sex life. I told her to call a divorce attorney because she was now basically nothing but a deadbeat roommate and she needed to move on. I said a bunch of other bad things to her I shouldn't have said, but still don't regret saying them. No, you should have said them. I didn't want her to file for divorce. I was just at the end of my rope, and I sincerely wanted her to change. Dude, 50-year-old woman, change. 25-year-old woman, change. People don't change. But she didn't. 
One call to the big divorce corporation on her part was all that she wrote. One call to the, on her part, and that was all she wrote. I could write a book on everything else that happened, but it would probably take more pages than an Anne Rand novel. I don't want to subject your students to that. Here's what happened. I got served papers one night while hanging out at the local sports bar cantina with my friends. This could have been done well while I was at home, but it was done to publicly humiliate me. Of course, I was threatened that if I chose to contest the terms of a divorce, all three of my children, she would testify in court against me and it would be ugly. I would walk. I'm, I'm sure your kids have been raised to not like you. I would have walked away. We settled out of court in her lawyer's office, which I paid for both her attorney, 500 an hour and mine, 350 an hour, and also a useless mediator with an MBA who charged me $200 an hour. So after sitting there all day for 12 hours, I racked up about a $12,000 bill. I'm an accountant, but it, this was extremely stressful and trying to figure out all the legalese just wore me down. I remember telling my attorney that I didn't feel comfortable signing this agreement. She said, that's fine. You don't have to. We could call. I'll come back tomorrow, but guess what? That would mean another $12,000. I just capitulated and got it done. I probably could have done better. Frankly, should have just taken it to court, but I didn't. One thing I've not yet mentioned is that about six months before my wife served me the divorce papers, I became severely disabled with neuropathy in my feet, legs, and hands. I don't know what that means. I have a very rare autoimmune disorder that is similar to multiple sclerosis, but instead of your brain and spinal cord attacks, your peripheral nervous system. I have a very severe case of it, and it's almost completely debilitating. I'm not saying this because I want anyone to feel sorry for me. I'm saying because it's pertinent to the situation. I can't walk, stand without holding on to something, drive my car, or work and earn a living. My doctor, Phil, informed saying I was completely and permanently disabled six months before she filed a divorce after 20 years of marriage. Divorce timing, was that a coincidence? Form your own conclusions. Well, did it work in your favor because you can't work? Um, the real kicker is that I still I had to pay her alimony even though I'm completely disabled and can't work. This poor woman sacrificed her career and her marriage for the children. Quotes. Her lawyer stated that stated the negotiation at 50% the current market value of all my premarital assets. I got it done at 25% but had to pay capital gains tax when I liquidated it. This is absolutely ridiculous because of the state I live in. It, again, the state you live Choose your battleground or just choose not to go. Choose not to be a Christian in the Colosseum. Okay? Choose not to be fed to the Alliance. The Christians didn't have a choice in Roman times. You do. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous because in the state I live in, premarital assets are not supposed to be subject to divorce settlement at all. But let me guess, the judge didn't care, huh? Laws don't matter. They don't matter. Didn't matter. I was threatened if I didn't pay up, I would be in, I would go be going to court. My kids would testify against me, bring everything, bring up everything I've ever done wrong in my life, life plus have to pay for all the attorneys and psychologists and doctors and all that other bullshit. I would cut my, my children are gone. I, I'd be like, uh, you're, I, I would disown my children. <clears throat> I just cut a check and got done with it. It was a shakedown. This was almost four years ago. I estimate that after turning over my assets, which would have been appreciative quite a bit by now, I probably lost about 750000 of net worth in today's dollars. She probably just pissed it all away. Well, of course, unless she found, I'll tell you this, for this is why I think, I know, I know, well, you did lose this one. She's worse off, even with your disability, sir. Guarantee you she's worse. She doesn't know how to work until she found another guy and unless she found another guy, if she has found another guy, it's gone. It's all gone. 
I've seen girls like this. I knew one girl got like an inheritance from her father. Father, unfortunately, passed away. He did have life insurance. She was a millionaire. I think she got like $1.2 million. And it slowly over 10 years pissed it away because she was a shopaholic. And then she ended up just, she had to give it all or, or, or donate it or consign it or whatever. And then she'd still go shopping at Goodwill because that's all she could afford. All she did was shop. All she did was consume. That's all she knew. She was a plant. <clears throat> Not a bad accumulation of wealth for a redneck kid who was a gas station attendant pumping gas and washing windshields when he was 19. No good deed goes unpunished. Post-divorce with joint custody, I saw my minor child three times in four years, despite what the divorce settlement, divorce agreement stipulates. A third instance now for the audience, not you, sir, for the audience. The law said X. Oh, but she has vagina. And the law, the, the courts are not going to enforce that law. Just, guys, it's like going and playing baseball and the umpire keeps calling strikes when you're at bat, when, you know, it's a wild ball. You, you get hit in the arm with the baseball. The pitcher hits you in the arm. And and the, the referee calls it a strike. Stop playing. Stop it. That's just, you get a bruised arm. Maybe at worst, a broken arm. At worst. This, you get your life destroyed. I'm not... This isn't a funny wave. This isn't a trendy wave I'm writing. This is real. This, this is worse. I'd have to say this is worse than, than the education crisis, the education bubble uh, facing people today. This is a bigger threat for you. You just don't get married. It has become so obvious now that this is basically a money grab, a wealth transfer from men to women. They they hide, It's a tax. That's all this is, is a tax. They have monetized the male sex drive even more as if men producing damn well nearly everything and supporting them doing all the real dangerous jobs in the economy. That's not enough. They got to say, oh, did you did you put your pain in there? Oh, yeah. You, you Well, I know the law says this, but no, it's still going to be half. I know that you like your children, but out of pure spite, we're not going to enforce it. You don't get to see your child. You get a vasectomy. God damn it. You almost have to get a trust or something like that. Habibi guy in Morocco. It, it, sorry, lady. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. There might be some nice, sweet girls out there who just want to get married and be really supportive of the sweet and kind of husband. Not with this. Not with this. There's going to be, for whatever good it is, prenups, but you're going to get trusts. You're gonna set your money away. You're gonna you're not gonna live together in some instances. The percentage like, well, we could have kids, but that would financially legally entangle me with way with you way too much. And I gotta eat with the 40% tax rates you girls vote in because you just can't get enough Democrat dick. Ah, yeah, I can't afford kids. But don't worry, I pay enough in taxes that a bunch of other degenerates can have kids that they can't afford because welfare and EBT and WIC. But that makes you feel good because you vote Democrat. It's more important to help strangers with their bastard illegitimate children than us forming a family of our own. At least as long as you, as long as you liberal white women feel good about that. As long as you feel good about that. <clears throat> um, Post-divorce with joint custody, quote, 
I only saw my minor child three times in four years, despite what the divorce settlement stipulates. She obviously drug my name and reputation through the mud. Neither she nor my two older two kids will take my calls and respond to my texts or emails. Yeah, fine. Bye. I I don't care if they're my children. My children disrespect me. Now, you should have intervened earlier and kicked her out long ago. You might actually have your children. This is a lesson for you boys and girls out there. Like, hey, if there's any kind of abuse, like uh, physical or not, divorce. Okay, all right. And you know what? The kids, the kids are going to like, oh, brainwashed against the father. Fine. Your kid's been turned against you. Even Obi-Wan had to cut off the legs of Anakin. It happened. Uh, there have been no arguments or disagreements with them, but they all have blocked me, so I can't communicate with them. She told our friends and neighbors and even old co-workers of mine her sob story about how she was a victim and abusive husband, which is absolutely untrue and ridiculous, but she had, she pretty, she had titties. Me, listen to woman. Uh, as well as it being physically impossible due to my condition. I never hit her or any other woman in my entire life. People are gullible and have the tendency to believe this kind of garbage without knowing the truth or even asking about your side of the story, especially the Captain save hose Oh, yeah, the simps. Are, oh, yeah, <clears throat> the simps are there. Four years later, I'm still dealing with her and this crap. I hope someone hears this story. Here we go, Boisinger. Here's the conclusion. I hope someone hears this story and thinks twice when they see red flags in their relationships. One or two might be anomalies, but after a while, you should detect a pattern. It's hard, though, when you're a young man high on testosterone with no life experience to make the right decisions, no matter how smart you are. And then when you have kids, you try to stay the course for them despite the problems. I don't know what the answer is. All I, all I can say is good luck, gentlemen. You're going to need it. Sincerely hoping you and your fellow economists never have to experience this. Sincerely, your Uncle Hector. The way to avoid it, the way to win the game is to not play. You, it's very simple. You cannot risk your life for marriage. You cannot risk your life for pussy. And I would say if your kids are turned against you, whether by your own hand or not, whether by their own choice or not, you have to let them go. Now, I will admit my bias and that people, you, rightly so, people say, well, Cappy, you've never wanted kids, but why do you advocate family is the most important? Because I know that. Family is the most important thing. Love is the most important thing. I know that. However, I have come from a different background that if you believe in epigenetics, but I have absolutely never wanted kids. Never. And it's because there was not enough stability early on in my life where I ever, like even to this day, I make enough money. I'm financially, I know math. I can see the math. I know the math. I know the finances. I probably make a great, like, not... I'm in a great position to, to have kids. Like I would be a great stay-at-home dad because I can stay at home. Don't want them. I prefer stability. I prefer eating. I prefer not starving. I prefer not being cold. I prefer lodge. I prefer stability. I'll take it any day over the love of a kid that's my own. Sad as that might sound, that's how severe the threat to my survival is or was. Right, day in, day out. People weren't putting a gun to my head. It's just every day. Just <clears throat> death right at that door. Uh, if, and, and that's sadly, you know, you guys are, oh, that's pretty extreme. You're all being forced with this. When you're getting the proposition of marriage, not that someone's proposing to you, but when the prospect of marriage, when you get to look at that, 
you may not realize it, but your your life and limb more or less is being a threat. Your your stability, your your two levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is being threatened. You're looking at homelessness, not to mention your entire life would be enslaved away. And I don't care how horny you are or how much you biogenetically would like to have children in a family, which I completely understand. I'm saying you're facing a similar threat. You cannot threaten, in this particular case disproportionately, men's survival and the right to life and not be a slave and, and expect men to keep signing up for it. And the only reason they do sign up for it is because they're horny and bioconditioned or even culture conditioned because that's what you do is you get married, although those idiots are, are quickly going by the wayside. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. It's wrong. It's evil. And it can all be avoided that you boys don't get married. Marriage is outdated. I don't know how long we've been hearing women are strong and independent. We're, we're waiting for that. <clears throat> it is not fair or just, which is the worst thing you could say about a judicial system or a court. The family courts are like, I mean, how many times did the law just not kick in? Because a, a judge, whatever, was politically motivated to be against men in this particular case, I'd imagine. Well, it's not even the judge. He's settled. And, and look how everyone turned on him, including his own children. No. You're going to make it basically, you're going to make marriage a literal proposition of slavery and a, a, a metaphorical death? No. Absolutely not, no. And until there are more protections, until there's more fair, where it's like, I'm not ruining my life. I'm not throwing it away. And I can't imagine the psychological torment you went. You didn't even touch on that. What's it like losing your kids? <clears throat> What's it like, you know, dealing with a mentally ill parasite for, what, two decades? Guys, avoid this. I mean, usually the grass looks greener on the other side. This is a nuclear bomb going off. And you're like, but, but pussy, really good pussy. Maybe I won't get irradiated and taken in the nuclear blast that is known as that woman over there. No, <laughs> absolutely not. We're making progress. The marriage rate's going down. People are getting hip. People, people are, they're getting, they're wising up. But absolutely, we got to keep going until it's zero. There should be no, no one should be signing up for a, a legal arrangement that cripples you financially half of the time. No. And I'm sorry, girl, too bad. <laughs> Just crocodile, cry me some crocodile Get the hell out of here. Take some goddamn agency. I mean, I. I know it's a it's a tall order. I really wonder, bio, like genetically, are you capable of taking agency? I've known women who have, but generally speaking, do, are girls aware at what a shit proposition and deal this is? <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to hear complaining. Why are men married? I find a good man. I don't want to hear it. I just don't. And for you boys, for God's sake, just please don't get married. All right, so there we go. That was case number one. If you got a case, if you'd like to share and do the Lord's work like this guy did, send me your marriage story. Send it. We got to. We all we got is a, is a drawing. We got to fill it in with color. 
We got to paint a face on marriage, modern day marriage for young boys out there. All right. <clears throat> got some super chats. Let's go through it. Zeke Meister, 10 generous dollars, even as a 20 year old, someone who grew up under a nuclear family where I was homeschooled by my dad. The horror stories of divorce I hear online made me swear off of marriage until laws change. There we go. That's what I'm asking. Here's a young man who can learn from other people's mistakes, even though he had a great upbringing, even though it sounds like that's great, Zeke, your mom and dad are still together. God bless them. You know, the women out there ain't your mom. <laughs> you know, the laws, what, what laws? The laws aren't even being enforced. No, <laughs> no. And Zeke, I bet you're smart enough to figure out, you know what? I could still fall in love, still pair bond, and have a significant woman in my life. As long as her house is over there and my house is over here and we're not getting married. And oh my God. Hey, babe, can you drive me to the vasectomy place? Thanks. But, but, but no, 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 no. Kobe Mahieu, 10 year olds just sponsoring some socks or underwear. Thanks, Kobe. Thanks for always telling it like it is. Yeah, no problem. Well, today I got a surplus of socks and underwear. Um, but uh and no joke all the super chats for like the foreseeable future are going to the um insurance payment or what is it premium the deductible the deductible the deductible uh i'm i'm looking at a $2500 i'm not begging for money i'm just saying a $2500 deductible that's a lot of super chats that's where all your that's where all your money's i wish i could say hey it's going to booze and drugs and hues but it's not i mean going to gas for the motorcycle it's going to well, I went to tools and a toolbox and all an insurance deductible. <clears throat> wait, just wait till you're a middle-aged man and you'll see where your money goes. It's fun, responsible shit. Hank Stamper, two bucks more red flags than a Matador convention. See Dumbledore, five bucks. I have an attorney friend whose ex-wife pulled him back in, into court 20 years after the divorce. That happens. When the money runs out, they'll drag him back. It... You can have, I don't know, but you could have an agreement. That's what I've heard. Like, I think, who did it have? I knew someone this happened to. The wife came back after the divorce said, no, you can't get no more money. They'll still come back. Guys, it's, it's, you never get, they're like herpes. Your ex-wife is like herpes. You never get rid of her. So don't get one. I have an attorney friends who whose ex-wife pulled him back into court 20 years after their divorce to get more money from him. Why? Because she could. <clears throat> and you girl, really, you girls are dumber than fuck to think men are going to get married. You are. You, let me tell you girls who, who are getting me. You're luckier than fuck God or nature have made men so stupid with their sex drive. They actually sign up for this dumb shit. You are so lucky, so lucky, but not for long because we're going to change it and it's happening. <clears throat> but the idea you cry and pout when a guy says, I'm not getting married. I know guys who got married, got divorced, 
They meet the new girl and the girl like, why are you? And they tell him, I'm not getting married. Not doing that again. <laughs> okay. God gets what happens. The marriage goes to shit again. No, and I'll, a general blanket statement for criticizing both men and women here in the United States. None of y'all mature enough to get married, to be a husband and a wife, and a, 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 a wife and a mother and a husband and a father. Asshole consulting exists because American parents have fucked up, fucked up seriously and universally. I got your kids company like, oh, should I stop doing drugs and maybe get a driver's license? They don't know. They honestly don't know because you were such bad parents. None of you are responsible or mature enough for marriage. None of you. Knock it the fuck off. Marshall Jackson, five bucks. The part where she taught her kids to hate him hit hard. My girls who I, I adored haven't had any contact with me in eight years. Yep. Yep. I'm fully prepared for the teachers in the public schools to turn my little nieces against me. Not me because I'm me. You know, their teachers don't know me personally, but because I'm male. I, I'm just waiting for the day. You know, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope Uncle Aaron loved them enough that they my love has inoculated you know, no uncle aaron his love is is you know <clears throat> perpetual yeah, uncle aaron wouldn't do that you're wrong miss teacher lady my uncle aaron's the best it could still happen mark magana five bucks if you own your home outright land trust they can be used in all states except pennsylvania no matter what you keep your home as long as property tax is paid thank you mark all you young men, as long as it, you own your own ho- home outright, so no mortgage. Mark, why don't you email? Don't don't send me another. Don't send me another super chat. Just email me. Like you got to own it one hundred percent, right? No debt. Then <clears throat> go to a land trust. Abdiel Lawrence, two euros. I understand OJ more and more every day. <laughs> well, I guess she didn't cheat on him again, now did she? <laughs> what? A pretty privileged, rich white girl that had everything paid for? No. Benny D, five bucks. I feel like modern women pursue and care more about lifestyle than love. You feel. You feel. You feel. You feel. How much brighter do you need me to turn up the light? Does it need to be as bright as the sun for you to know? What what more evidence do you need to upgrade from feel to know? It is a wonderful time to be. I know it's a complete assault and destruction on everything that would traditionally give men and women value and purpose, make life worth living. I know it has been destroyed. This has destroyed it and taken away. But by God, is it fascinating to watch. It is absolutely fascinating to watch, especially with the advent of the Internet, that this all comes out in crystal clear 4K definition and empiricism. With Bose sound speaker, like, and you, you feel, you feel, sir. I can't make it any more clear to you. What more do you want? In the irony or the hypocrisy, you just an angry man. Oh, married is like no. This is this is not joke time anymore. Half of it ends in divorce. There's this misery in it. No, stop it with this. Oh, herpes ain't that bad. Just stop it. Stop it. 
The this isn't again. This isn't your propagandizing all of us to put chocolate syrup on our ice cream sundae. And we found out, oh, we don't like chocolate syrup. This is having people ruin their lives financially and emotionally and becoming slaves of the majority of them. All of you go to the Sequoia National Redwood Forest, right, the national park, and shove one up your ass. Keon, five bucks has nothing to say. Thank you, Keon. Appreciate it. All right, that's it. <clears throat> Link below some resources. If this wasn't eye-opening enough for you, the book of numbers, analyzing the ROI and the pursuit of women. Do you want to end up like this guy? Is this story not enough for you? Maybe you're more of a math guy. Please go get the book of numbers, analyzing the ROI and the pursuit of women, so you know just what your percentage chances are of being successfully, and by that I mean happily married till death do you part. It's incredibly low. So it's incredibly low. That means you should stop pissing away your time, money, and resources on pursuing women in the ways you traditionally do. It was audited by an actuary who unfortunately has passed away since then. Please go get that book and read it. <clears throat> There's also the menu, Life Without the Opposite Sex. Oh, my God, you're such a black pill doomer. Uh, coming up with a book, Life Without the Opposite Six. Half of you are not going to get married. Forecasted, not by me, but the big wig people over in Wall Street. What are you going to do without wife and kids? This guy would be more than perfectly happy to just read my book and be celibate or not have this woman in his life his entire time. You want to figure out what to do in life without family? There it is, the menu, Life Without the Opposite Six. Sex. Half of Americans should be getting it because half of you ain't going to be married. And instead of applying yourself with booze and drugs and pot and video games, which actually there's nothing wrong with, that's better than this hellhole this guy went through. Please find some point and purpose and reason in living. Available on Amazon, link, maybe link below. And then while you're at it, well, what do I do? Get your finances together, right? Get, get free, aim for freedom. I also link below Bachelor Pad Economics. Girls could read it too, but I know you girls don't want to like actually take responsibility for any like saving money, majoring in engineering. It's there for you if you girls like. It's there. <clears throat> and some women, God bless you, actually do take agency and responsibility. For you guys, you don't want to be poor anymore. You want to be retired at 40. Do you know how early you can retire if you don't get married and don't have kids? Do you know how early you can be free and not answer to a boss? You could do it by 40. If you play it right, you could do it by 38. How? Oh, 38? How do I do that, Cap? Well, I guess you're going to have to get the book then. Batch of Pad Economics, the financial advice Bible for men. That's it. There you go. I'll see you guys later. Toodles.